0: So we did that rite of acceptance into the catechumenate uh, before Mass for Kaylee Will. Um, I believe we have ten or so, Mark, how many in the class? Ten or so people taking classes to become Catholic this year. And I think um, five or six of them are unbaptized. Uh, Some of them just kind of entered in more recently, so they're not quite at the point of, of Kaylee. Maybe they'll be at a point for Easter Vigil to be baptized, but uh, that's the largest class we've had in a number of years, and it's a beautiful thing to see that many people here. And it's a testament to what's happening here at Queen of Peace with that many people wanting to be Catholic. So praise God for uh, what he's doing here at our parish. <clears throat> Sometimes things can get lost in translation, especially when we consider Scripture. Scripture, as you know, uh, the Old Testament was originally written in Hebrew, and the New Testament written in Greek. And so our second reading, second reading, uh, Paul uses the word, we, it was translated uh, in our translation today as immorality. Immorality. But it's really a poor translation. Because the Greek word behind that is porneia. I think we can understand what that sounds like. It sounds like the root for pornography. And so St. Paul, he's not just speaking about immorality in general. He's specifically speaking about sexual immorality. So the corrected translation would be, Paul says, Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. But the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you are bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. So Paul is saying that this type of sin is different than other types of immorality. It's a bigger deal. That poor translation of, uh, porneia isn't the only issue I have with this passage. If you look at your missal, you'll notice that it says, first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, 16, verse 13c through 15a, comma, 17 through 20. So it skips, <laughs> it leaves out a couple of verses. This is the part that is missing Quote, Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For as it is written, the two will become one flesh. Paul is saying that our sexual powers are so great, so awesome, so profound. It has the power to unite people together in a very beautiful way the two will become one flesh. It's a beautiful thing when it's done correctly. But when it's used incorrectly, it's a really bad thing. So sexual sin, Paul is saying, is worse than others because sex means a lot. Pope Francis has spoken a lot about the church as a field hospital, Uh, a beautiful image of the church. If you think of a field hospital, you know, there's a war, there's a battle going on, and then you have this field hospital, so the people are fighting, the soldiers get injured, and they go back to the field hospital for triage, to, to be saved, their, their life uh, from, kept from dying. It's the idea that God always offers mercy. Mercy is always available in the church. And God can bring great good and healing, even from our mistakes even when we fail to live the way he asks us. In that way, the church is a field hospital. But I'd like to extend that image of a hospital and to say that every good hospital isn't just a field hospital. A number of you, I know, are in the medical and healthcare field. And you would know that a good hospital, good health isn't just about a good ER, a good ICU, all right. It doesn't just do triage. But good health care also offers preventative medicine, preventative health care. They offer different types of screenings and physicals, health care departments and workers that tell you what you need to do to stay healthy in the first place, what you shouldn't do in order to stay healthy. So the church is like a good hospital in this regard as well. It offers good preventative medicine and care. In particular, the church has these teachings on our sexual lives to protect us from suffering and pain, to protect us from emotional and physical pain. We see how things go well when we use our powers correctly, when we see that sex is reserved for marriage. On the other hand, we see the challenges and pain that comes when we live contrary to that. So much brokenness in the world can be attributed to the misuse of our sexual powers. A number of us have learned the hard way. We've experienced God's mercy and healing, though. But it's still, we have to admit, was painful and those consequences we, a lot of times, still have to deal with. And we don't want others, especially our children, our grandchildren, our young people, to have to learn the hard way. I was telling the the school kids earlier this week that uh, my sister was doing a science experiment uh, when she was in high school. And she was doing a test on different cigarettes and the filters and how effective the filters were at filtering out the bad stuff uh, in cigarettes. And my brother, who was in middle school at that time, you know, was asking my dad, Hey, Dad, can I smoke? Can I try one of those cigarettes? And my dad's like, No, you don't want to do that. And he's like, Come on, Dad. And he just kept pressing my dad. And my dad's like, All right, I'm telling you, it's not going to be good for you. You're not going to like it, but all right, go ahead. And so he took one puff, inhaled, and he was coughing for the next 10, 15 minutes and immediately regretted that he did that. And since then, him and I think the rest of my siblings have never smoked a cigarette in our life. God is a good father. These rules that he has for it aren't just arbitrary rules. Rather, they're signposts. They're signs pointing us towards the good life to holy, healthy, and happy marriages and family life. God doesn't want us, you or your children, to learn the hard way. He wants us to live the good life and protect us from pain and suffering. Friday night, I went over to uh, Big Sandy, Big Sandy Camp and Retreat Center, we actually have 17 of our young people there currently for the Tobit retreat. Tobit stands for Theology of the Body Immersion for Teens. And at this retreat, these these kids are exposed to the beauty of St. John Paul II's teaching on our bodies and our sexuality and the teachings of the church. It's a beautiful thing. And I was talking to one young gal, and I was asking why she chose to give up a weekend of her life to come to a retreat such as this. And she said that she loves coming to those camps, these retreats. They're so positive and encouraging to her, she said. There's so many other young people. There must have been 150, 200 young people there who have the same vision. They have the same desire to live holy, to live chaste lives. But then she says, it's so tough though when she goes back Home when she goes back to her normal life and her normal school because she doesn't have that same support. She doesn't have that same culture as she finds at the camp and the retreat. Unfortunately, that is the experience of many, many of our young people. And to be honest, we as a church, all of us, we haven't done a good enough job setting our young people up for success. We don't have a good enough culture yet to support these young people, a culture that makes it easy to be chaste and pure, a culture that values the great virtue of chastity. I know you're getting sick of it, but that's why I constantly am sharing my vision for an authentic Catholic culture and community here at Queen of Peace. That's why we do what we do at Queen of Peace Catholic School, pre-K through 8th grade. That's why we have modern-day apostolate here, ninth through 12th grade, Catholic education. That's what we're doing with our youth discipleship groups. That's why I want couples to go on dates. That's why we have That Man as You. That's why we have our Moms group. That's why I want you to go to daily Mass. I want you to pray more, go to the chapel, go to confession often, to build a real community here, to build friendships With other like-minded Catholics, it's all about the culture. A culture that promotes chastity and purity, that values virginity, good marriages, and family life. My friends, the church is a field hospital with great triage, great ICU care. And I will always, always emphasize God's healing and mercy. It's always available. That is unquestioned. But the church also offers great preventative care. The church offers us guidance to protect us and save us from great pain and suffering. Because God is a good father. He wants what's best for us. He doesn't want us to learn the hard way. That is why we cannot shy away from proclaiming the beautiful teachings on sexuality. That's why we must speak out against sexual sin. We must create a culture that promotes chastity and purity and good, healthy relationships. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. You are bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Glorify God in your body.